a lot of my friends have strict parents and they complain about like just pretty much everything. Like I know a lot of kids who have strict parents or like helicopter parents. They're just bad kids because Uh they weren't given freedom Mm -hmm. underneath their parents or guardians. So they need to find a way to like release what they've always wanted to do. And so they're just bad. Whenever I hear like somebody talking bad about their parents, it's usually because like They're always hounding them or, like, helicopter parents and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And, friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hello Hello. there. It's me again. Welcome back to my channel. (laughs) I I don't like the way you said that. (laughs) What is happening? This is episode number 18 of the Push Podcast with our special guests, Kayla. Our first guest. (laughs) Kayla and Jordan Copeland. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hello. I am Kayla. (laughs) I am Jordan. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. (laughs) Are you like a Cuban refugee or something? What's happening? <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay, so here's a friendly reminder speak into the mic so that way everybody can hear you, okay? Because you're going to say some ridiculous stuff. I know it, and we might miss it. So we decided to film this episode with Kayla and Jordan because we are in a cabin right now having some family time, and we needed to record episode number 18. <laughs> and the girls wanted to play around with our mics. So we said, all right, we're going to hit record and see what happens. And you've got lots to say, right? Lots to say. This is not a visual thing, Jordan. You have to use your mic. You should see her. Lots to say. Go closer to the mic. So don't turn off if you're like, I already have my own badass kids. I don't want to hear some other kids. Don't turn it off because we've got two teenagers. Why don't you start by introducing yourself, Kayla, the immigrant? Uh, (laughs) I'm Kayla. I'm 16 years old. I go to the Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. I'm a junior. I'm in the theater and musical theater department there. And I have so, so much fun. And I love it. And you guys, she's so animated. (laughs) I see her damn face right now. All right. Let's go with you, Jordan Copeland. Hello. I'm Jordan Copeland. I also attend Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. I'm in the theater department in my freshman year. Mm, scrub. Scrub. I don't want no scrub. Scrub. <laughs> scrub. Can't get no Hello, my name is Edward Copeland. Oh. I am the parent of the two kids. <laughs> they know who you are. Oh, oh that's right. That's so, right. I want to know a little bit about you, and here's why. I think that we have some listeners that may have children out there that may not know how to connect with their kids or not know what to talk to them about or know what you're into because we were talking about generations. And Kayla, was it you or Jasmine mm-hmm. that started doing this whole, okay, boomer, who started that? It was both of us. Okay, so tell people what that is. So basically, I'm not really sure. Do they know what the boomer generation is? Yeah, they know what the so boomer generation is. The generation of boomers. If there's you're like over this, 60, you are a boomer. But yeah. There's like this thing going around social media about 
it seems that like a lot of our generation gets a hard time from the boomers for because of some of the choices we might make in life and, <laughs> and the changes we want to make to society. What choices are you making right yeah. now? But yeah, anyway, so there's like this whole social media thing going around where it's like, okay, boomer, whenever like a boomer says something that might be like irritating to some, <laughs> some of Irritating us. to the human race is what yeah. you're saying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, let me ask you something. Like, you have grandmothers that are boomers. Do they say anything that irritates you? No. Do they embarrass you? Lies. No, no, no. Potentially, could they bear- embarrass you? Potentially, yes. Okay. Probably. Maybe. I mean, they say a lot of things mm. that we find amusing. Because like what? Mm. Who are the two boomers in particular you're thinking about right now? My nana. Uh-huh. And my dad's mom. mom. Uh-huh. And Definitely my dad. Yes. He's out of control. Craig oh, Coley. my gosh. What? Tell, tell that me. is an okay boomer. <laughs> well, I love you, know. Papa. <laughs> but you're the craziest man I've ever met. <laughs> he says things that you think that you can get away with and you just mm-hmm. cannot. Right. And mm-hmm. it's it's a good thing he says it around the people he loves. Right. Because they are socially otherwise, unacceptable. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. So we wanted to have this conversation with you girls. So that way some of mm-hmm. our listeners could be like, okay, well, I can have some fun conversations with my kids and maybe learn a little bit about them. So mm-hmm. let's start. We're going to do this interview style, okay? Mm-hmm. So really quick, do you guys have celebrity crushes? Oh, God. Do we have to talk about that? Yes, we do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't Who's know your celebrity crush as you sit next to your big daddy? I think celebrity crush is stupid. Okay? It oh is a God. dumb thing. No, go ahead. Who's your celebrity crush, Jordan? My celebrity crush is Jason Momoa and also oh Michael B. Jordan. Same. I don't. Oh I don't. Who's your celebrity crush, Kayla? Johnny Depp. Weird. No, not jo- okay. I said this once, but like Johnny Depp when he was younger, mm-hmm. obviously not now. Right. He that's like uh, pedophile, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. How so you need you? a current. You. you need a current celebrity. Crush. What did I say the other day? Oh, know. Timothy Chalamet. And what do people know him and from? Who the hell um, is he that? Was in, <laughs> he was in Lady Bird. He's in the New Little Woman. These are plays. Mm. Nobody yeah. cares. No, <laughs> no this, these are movies. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these right. are movies no one has watched. So. No, these are the best movies. They've all, like, their ratings are incredibly high. So you need to get on that. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Oh. Okay, boomer. <laughs> all right. So let's start with you, Jordan. Tell me a little bit about your personality. Wow. That's an on-the-spot question. I don't know how <laughs> to talk about myself. Well, <laughs> like. Um, if people don't know you, like maybe they see you on our social media or something, what do you think that you want people to know about you? I want to be an actress when I grow up, a performer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe my personality. I feel like you guys are best to describe my personality. I just... Yeah, it's a weird yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then let's do that. So we'll describe you and then you guys describe us. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about that? Got it. Okay. So Kayla <laughs> is a hard worker. She's... A little psycho, yeah. don't you think? She's psychotic. Like if you have too much homework and you like you are not the type of person that quits and gives up. So you'll just stay up all night long and mm. be crazy and be crying and you'll just get it done. So I admire. I let myself you. cry like once and then I'm like, yeah, and then I'm you're over it and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I have to do this. So suck it up. Mm-hmm. What do you think about her personality? Um, she's hard headed and stubborn. Too. Yeah, she's been stubborn in her entire life. She is extremely focused. She is starting to have a little bit of a bigger heart. Uh, at one point, we didn't think that actually she had a heart. <laughs> we thought that she was uh, a robot, 
or an Android or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And now we started to see a little emotion. Yeah, very little emotion. Now she, we're starting to see a little bit of heart. And I think it's because she's a part of the arts and I think she's got to experience different emotions. And so she's been testing those things out to see which ones work for her. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But I think she's fun-loving and she's great. Kayla's great, you know? All right, let's talk about Jordan. (laughs) Thanks. Jordan is always good. Like, what I mean by that is, like, she reminds me of me. She doesn't really wake up in a mood. She kind of wakes up and she's always ready to go and optimistic, for the most part. I think she has times where she's, like, kind of in her goth stage, where she's just wearing a hoodie and, like... (laughs) <laughs> kind Jordan of crazy. Jordan's a joy for me. Like we have Jordan a lot is of a fun. joy. She's when you take her somewhere, she's always talking. She's cracking jokes. She's great. Talking shit. Why, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's a, a quitter. Quits <laughs> 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 <I>, things. <laughs> she did. She did have a problem with quitting things early in her life. We worked on that. She's We're worked through that. Through that. <laughs> she was like, "I'm not good at this. I'm done." So <laughs> we did this thing the other day where we said we asked each other like, "What's one thing you know about me that I need to know about me?" Right. And that was one of the things like, okay, you got to stop quitting stuff. And what we mean by that is like, if she doesn't find any gratification from it, like if it's not fun, she's like, ah, I don't want to do this. Right. Because I love doing things that I enjoy. <laughs> That's like, I, love do, I love doing things that as I'm good as at. <laughs> that I excel at. Those are the things I really want to do often. <laughs> yeah, But that's okay. We get it. Okay. So describe your daddy now. My father is an odd man. <laughs> like I'd say that. Sometimes he'll act like he's 70 Mm -hmm. when he's not. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Okay, boomer. My dad, he's probably the most patient person I think I've ever met. Ever. Ever. And it's refreshing sometimes because (laughs) you'll think like, okay, somebody's got to get mad at me for this. And then he'll be mad for maybe a second and then he'll get over it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's super fun. He's super fun. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, that like he uses every second of your life to try and give you a life lesson. Mm -hmm. And I love you. Thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) But sometimes I just need a minute to myself. (laughs) All right. What about me? Janelle is quite... In terms of patience, is quite the opposite of my father. <laughs> so it's either or. Here. She's a bit of a temper. She's a bit of a temper. But what's so funny is we said we talked about that the other day. Oh yeah, she has a temper. She goes, "I do." I'm like, uh, and then she got a little. You don't angry. feel yourself getting mad. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I'm like, okay, let's go faster. We even said, we even said, you even say it. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> she says that. I, I do. Like, I can't even count how many times she says that in like a week. Like, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I feel like I share too many stories with you, though. <laughs> like, I told you about the guy I got into it with that was like disrespecting me at the restaurant. And he was like, I said, he made me so angry. <laughs> so I feel like I share too many stories with you. <laughs> no, but you handle the anger pretty well. Like, you don't, like, scream at us. I'm beating you. Yeah, no. Now you got people thinking, like, oh, my God, I thought she was so sweet. No, like, she gets angry, but it's not like she takes it out on us. Yeah. I get angry, Mm -hmm. like, the other day when I said, before you leave, make sure you do the dishes, and you didn't. And it's been a hot sec since I've done that. I usually get all my choices. I I genuinely forgot to do them. Yeah, I sent you a text Uh, that said, do better, Kayla. And I said, I will do better. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, so. But what about when I accidentally hit you with the snowball? Hit my face and you said with a snowball. you called me a mother effer. 
And then you said, I just want to murder you right now. Okay. I that sounds like a temper. I I it was a genuine no threat. Snowballs yes, at people's faces. I was like, and you go, boom. Right? And I, I literally looked around and said, did you guys see that? You guys hear that? She said, she literally wants to murder me right I now. I did say that. Did, would you agree, ladies, that every single snowball dad threw, it made a noise? Like it exploded. I didn't let yes. him hit me. I was really good. I was getting him more than he was getting me. Yeah, well, I, w- I had my back turned and he hit me in my I just It was a quick back. toss and the toss got a little out of control. Anyways, okay. It was catapult throw. Like you, <laughs> you literally like yeah, slingshot of that <laughs> at my cheek. Anyways, I'm over it, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so can we talk about I hope I have survived when school. this release is like come out. This podcast, yeah, I'm talking. so nervous about being murdered. We're over this now. Thank you. How do you feel about school? I love the art aspect of school. I mean, I mean, I love academics are okay. I love arts. That's well, now you sound like say. a loser. Can you I mean, tell everyone you have straight A's? I mean, I do have, I have really good grades. I'm not, I don't like just like not try. I try really hard on my academics. They're just, it, I just don't like, I feel like everybody, nobody likes yeah. their academic classes. My arts are my favorite classes. Okay, That's Jordan, how do you feel about school? I would say that. A lot of the time I do enjoy going to school, but a lot of like things hinder that, I guess. Like some of my teachers don't really have the best attitudes. So if I'm like in the best <laughs> mood, it's just like I'm trying hard not to let them bring me down. Can I just say this? I don't think I've ever, when I was in high school, talked about my teacher's attitudes, like in the way you just did. Like almost like you're going to reprimand them. I don't think your attitude is quite quite where we want it to be. Well, okay. That was going to be my next question. Tell me about the worst teacher that you have. You don't actually have to say their name, but I want to know personality wise. Like a bad teacher or just some a teacher that I don't like? Well, all kids say they don't like their teachers. Usually it's the one that gives them the worst grade. So, yeah. So who like, comes, which like, one? who's your biggest pain in the butt? Oh, my biggest pain in the butt. I mean, I won't say who because right. I okay. don't know who's listening. It's a he. Tell uh, us about him. Oh, so they just, they have this like complex that they're just better than, I don't know. They make everybody else in the class feel so stupid without even like, no, they try so hard to make us feel stupid just so they can make themselves feel smarter. But is and that it, the opposite of what a teacher should do? I think that's what teachers are supposed to do. No, no they make us, <laughs> no. He, oh, I said he, I'm just going to say, he literally assigns us stuff. Like the first week of school, everyone had like D's because he assigned us something and he wait, knew wait, we didn't know this? how to do it. It. Is your teacher asking questions that are hard and you go, he just wants us to feel stupid. No. No, he literally says, he like, he'll say like something smart ass. Like, how are we supposed to, like, how are we supposed to respond to the things he tells us sometimes? Like, he's like, oh, I guess you just don't know how to write. <laughs> like, just, just condescending. Yes. Very condescending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your grade in his class? I'd rather not say. Oh, <laughs> I'm passing though. I'm passing. Oh god! You probably have a B in the class. All right, Jordan. Who's your least favorite teacher? Do I'm, not mention them by name. I really don't know how to even like start with this person because this person like aggravates me so much, mm. and I'm not really the type to get that angry like that. I don't fast. know. I'm your mother. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how mother would react in this classroom environment, but it's just really frustrating because. I know that the teacher is not organized whatsoever, mm. and they often <laughs> lose my work that mm. I've completed, that I've turned in, that I felt 
proud of. So when somebody says that they don't have your work that you worked really hard on, it just aggravates me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know it's somewhere in this classroom and I will find it if it's the death of me. Maybe you should just start photocopying this stuff before you turn it in. I know. I started her holding the paper. Just be like, I just turned this in. Can you just uh, hold it it so I can get it? Yeah, I wanted to to, like write down accepted my assignment bleep that bleep that well, sometimes you just gotta call people out by their name okay yeah. lady get it together so nowadays parents if you don't know most kids are accessing their grades online and so they're going on constantly jordan is and she's like why the heck is my grade so low in this and then she'll go talk to the teacher and the teacher says oh sorry you didn't turn that in so you need to start like making a photocopy or taking a picture of her holding it yeah and what frustrates me even more is that she'll be like okay you can look in this stack of papers mm, of graded papers and it. then i find it and i'm mm. just like it's right here and she then- could set you up though and just like totally lose the paper So maybe what you say is, hey, my mom and dad and my sister agree that just from now on when I hand you the paper, just so that way we know that it's like into you. Can I just snap a quick photo of you just for my records? One of my teachers lost like every – we had like a midterm or something. She lost every single one of our tests and just ended up giving us like Uh, all 80s. What? Because she just didn't ever say that she lost them. But we never got them back. And she said it. She's like, I can't find them. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone got the same grade on it. Oh, my (laughs) God. All right. So here's a good question. What do your parents do that drives you crazy? Hmm. On the podcast, it's fair game. So you can just go ahead. Tell mom what she does. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, boomer. I think sometimes just like just at the top of my head, like when I've had a bad day, I just don't want to talk about my bad days. Mm -hmm. And then like get in the car and I and and, like I know that you want me to talk to you guys, but I just don't want to talk. And my days are so long. I just don't want to speak anymore. And then I get in the car and I just don't. And what? How was your day? (laughs) It was fine. What do you mean it was fine? What happened? This is especially my dad. He'll go really deep. He'll go. (laughs) Go. What do you mean? Did something happen? How was that audition? Oh, talking about my auditions. I hate talking about my auditions. There we go. That's it. They really want me to talk about my auditions, but I just can't. I don't like talking. So when he's going to be more supportive, though, because that's interesting. Because like, if we're annoying you when we're wanting to talk to you about, especially something you're going through. I think for teenagers, it's like, do we just say, okay, well, come talk to me when you need me? Yes. It's Mm. perfect. If you're like, all right, well, once you've calmed down, you can just come talk to me if you want to. And that makes everything so much better. And then you get these kids, though, that are like silently suffering and now you're Mm. cutting yourself or doing something ridiculous. Sometimes sometimes I don't want want to talk, but like when you finally get it out of me, I'm like, you feel better. Yeah. Right. But then but sometimes it doesn't feel uh, sometimes it's not like that. Right. So, so there no- isn't really a right way. Would you agree? Because we're trying to like make sure that we're not just leaving you to battle your own like battles on your own. Yeah. So, yeah, when you, I can't wait till you guys become kids, especially or parents, especially of teenagers, because it's going to be difficult. You're going to like want to help them. But then, you know, like, OK, I should leave her alone and give her, her own space. Mm-hmm. So, but when we, if we give you your own space, the problem is, is like, if there's something really bothering you that we can help you with, we feel like, oh, we could have done something. We could have provided some type of support. So it's a tough thing to do to give kids space. 
But I understand. I get it. Well, because then you're going to your friends that are also your age and they only know as much as you know. Mm-hmm. So like the people you're choosing to share your problems with, like they can't really add any value. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They yeah. can listen to you and be supportive and that sort of thing. But sometimes like just you, well, you would agree, like because of our experience, sometimes we can guide you and show you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's different a lot just because I don't often share my emotions to anyone, like not friends, not mm-hmm. like my parents. So I don't know. I feel like I prefer space, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I'm a cancer. I like isolation. <laughs> yeah, you do like isolation. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Apparently, I have no feelings. You don't. <laughs> Can I just tell you, Kayla was having a problem with a friend and we were just like, she goes, oh my God, like, I just want to get through this. Like, it wasn't like she was emotionally invested. She just wanted to get past the whole emotional part. Mm-hmm. But Well, she doesn't like to waste time on things that, like, okay, let's just get over this. Let's yeah. move on. That's it. I don't like to hold grudges yeah. at all. I just, like... But you know a lot of people need to talk through things. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like that, but I'm usually not that kind of girl. No, you're not <laughs> at all. All right. So think of your favorite song and... On the count of three, I would like for you to sing it at the same time. Let's see. Whatever comes to mind, okay? Can we just talk? Oh, that's not me. You're not talking about me. You're, just talk- you're talking about them. Not okay. you. Uh, oh. Okay. One, two, three. Jump Take your ass home. And come back with some Oh, my God. Okay. That was... Oh, God. I that thought you were going to sing the Spanish song. No, sing it. Do it. El chico del apartamento cinco dos. That is And this is the Push Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that should be your intro to everything. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. Is that numbers? Oh my gosh. The boy oh. in apartment 512. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. Oh God. Okay. What are some of your favorite shows right now? Ooh, okay. I I'm, love the morning show. Yes. Oh, the morning show we watched as a family, and you that can was thank really us good. for dragging your little asses out of your can room we, can we to just, watch that yeah. with us for family night. And here's the thing, guys: our kids are 14 and 16, and so <laughs> it is a, an adult show. But the content in, which is in that show is so important, especially for if young you have women, daughters, you know, for young men as well. So I'm really curious, like. As you guys watch that and you watch kind of the the series of events that happened in that show. And just to give you guys some context, this is a show that's called The Morning Show. It's with Jennifer, Ash- Jennifer Ashton, Reese Witherspoon, Steve yeah, and Steve Carell. And so it has a lot to do with the Me Too mo- movement. So as you guys watch that, like what were some of the things that you kind of note to self to protect yourself as you go into the workforce in the next 10 years? Oh, well, you're going to be working before the next 10 years. Right. But- mm-hmm. But what were some of the things, like we talked a lot about it, like just mm -hmm. to protect yourself as women, what did you learn? I guess you can only control how you act in certain situations. So although we're trying, there's like, you're trying to spread the movement of like, boys should know what not to do. No is no, that's da, 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 da. But we can also not control whether or not they know these things. Mm -hmm. So I think the thing that I took away from that is that I have to be very aware of the situations I put myself Mm. in. That's really Very good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that was a big thing was the situations were compromising. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that like 
it's you go up to someone's room, you go into a particular place and you're isolated, you're by yourself and you're putting yourself in a situation where something can happen. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's a superior, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a boss. So I think that that is huge is being aware of your situation. I think what I took out of it is just to not get yourself in the situation in the first place. Like if someone, somebody were to offer for you to go up to their room, Mm -hmm. just no, like, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And I think the big thing is is that it's the people that you trust the most that you say yes to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And you go and you put yourself in a situation where I thought I trusted this person. I looked up to this person and I didn't even think twice that this would even happen or they would make a move or whatever the case may be. So I think that those are important. As you think about like aspiring young women and getting into the entertainment business, because the Me Too movement was huge in the entertainment business. Like, what are some of the things that you can tell yourself or guard yourself from when you think about auditions and you think about being in a situation where you're in a male dominant room? Like, what? Like, some you of the- hear about actresses all the time saying, like, the director asked me to show me, show him my boobs. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you feel comfortable saying? Mm, yeah, not going to do that. I think it's really hard to say. I mean, I think what I have to do now is mentally prepare myself for those situations mm-hmm. in or in order to say no because I mean, no one can ever say unless you are put in that situation because mm-hmm. you never know what the opportunity might be mm-hmm. and what you might gain from the situation whether it be like life-changing, career-changing. Mm-hmm. So, I think like knowing that that is a possibility, we as young women going into the arts have to mentally prepare ourselves that Sometimes something is not worth giving a part Mm -hmm. of yourself away. Good job. That's really good. I agree. So what's your idea of the best weekend? Because we (laughs) quickly arrived at the place where we were like, okay, girls, let's go do something on the weekend. And you're like, I don't really want to go, right? Mm -hmm. So what's your idea of the best weekend? Is it a sleepover? You have lots of sleepovers with your friends. Like, Mm -hmm. Describe your best weekend because there's – other parents out there that are listening that don't know, maybe maybe they don't talk to their kids like we do. We feel like as parents, we kind of mm-hmm. let you guys have a, a certain degree of freedom. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think that freedom has to also like contribute to the fact that I think we're a very close family mm-hmm. and compared to a lot of like a lot of other my friends that I've seen. And I think because we have that freedom and trust that we can stay close like that. Yeah. Do you feel like there's many things that you have to keep from us? Like we've, I would say we've talked Mm -hmm. about drugs. We've talked about sex. We've talked about lots of things. I Mm -hmm. think we're pretty open. Or is that me being naive? No, I (laughs) (laughs) think. No, I think because we're allowed open conversations about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's much we have to keep from each other. Right. Would you agree that you know that you'd get your ass beat if you lied, not necessarily if you did the thing? Here's that temper again. (laughs) Right? Because I mean, you will get murdered. (laughs) We'll murder you. But we try to create that environment where, like, you don't have to lie about anything. You want to ditch school? Fine. Call us. Let us know. No, yeah. I don't think either of us would ever do that, though. Right. But But if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, if I've ever skipped a class, I've always texted my mom or you. So so there are parents listening to this right now that are, like, wondering, what are some of the thoughts and some of the things that their kids are thinking? Like, what is – in your school and when your friends and everything, like, what's the common thought process that kids have about their parents? Like, is it they don't understand me? They hound me. They're what are some of the things that kids all up in my business? They're all in my business. Like, what are some of the things that 
kids are concerned with or bothered by when it comes to their parents? Like when you think about your friends complaining about their parents, what are they generally complaining about? Well, a lot of my friends have strict parents and they complain about like just pretty much everything. Like, and I am, I know a lot of kids who have strict parents or like helicopter parents who are bad. (laughs) They're just bad kids because Uh they weren't given freedom Mm -hmm. underneath their like, yeah. underneath their parents or guardians so they need to find a way to like release what they've always wanted to do and so they're yeah. just bad you have that experience too kayla yeah i think when i whenever i hear like somebody talking bad about their parents it's usually because like they're always hounding them or like helicopter parents mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah there's a certain level of like okay we want to know what you're doing but i don't have to know everything just because mm-hmm. i trust you you haven't made too many mess ups yeah. so until it gets to that point then We don't really have to worry too much about that, right? Yeah, Yeah. there are just some very strict parents out there. Like, I know a friend who has, like, their money flow, like, directed straight from their parents. So, like, even if they earn money going on, like, acting jobs, Mm -hmm. yeah, it gets, like, put in that, like, safe place for when you're, like, 18. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, their parents would still have, like, regulations. Mm -hmm. And I find that odd. But um, Because you feel like it's your money, you earned it, so you should manage it? Yeah, but I mean, like, I get the point, like, you don't know how to manage your money, but like, <laughs> but like, there's just like the strict parents who always have their like location on oh, for like their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it's just like, okay, well, I feel like I would be less tempted to sneak out if like I didn't have like a location mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so like, I've I ha- never personally ever thought about sneaking out before. And oh, like, no. And we don't have our location on. <laughs> and yeah. we don't have things that, like, beep when we open a window. <laughs> so I feel like because of that has a lot of has a lot to do with where our mindset is at. And, well, that's kind of like and jail, I, though. Yeah, and I, and I think what parents have to understand, and, and we're not perfect parents, although we're the closest things to perfect parents. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I think when you are helicopter parents or when you have these really strict rules, you still have to understand these are human beings that – because you are creating things that they cannot do, and it entices them to want to do those things even more. Well, they're mm-hmm. at the age of exploration and adventure. And yeah. so if you're withholding their opportunity to explore and have adventure, then they're going to wild out when they're not with you. Yeah, like if somebody put like a giant red button right in front of you and said, <laughs> whatever you do, don't touch this button. <laughs> I sure as hell am going to touch the button. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, like, if it wasn't there, like, if she didn't say, don't touch the button, I probably wouldn't have touched it. Like, right. it's just... you would, They wouldn't even notice said, the button. I put in some sensors on your windows so that way if you try to sneak out, it's oh going to be... Oh, my God. Then I just be like, how am I going to get those sensors off so you can sneak out? <laughs> yes! <laughs> just so you can stand outside and say, I did it. Yeah. I don't even know where I'd go. All my friends are like... But I think that that's important. I think that so that you guys know, we don't want to create boundaries where there's like, hey, we want to keep you caged in and we don't want you to experience things, we do want to let you know that, hey, doing drugs will lead to this, right? You have aspirations. We know that no matter what it is, drugs will end any type of success that you have, and especially if you abuse drugs, right? And we've talked to you about guys and relationships. And it's not don't have a relationship or don't do drugs, but this is- like beware of these Yeah, these are the things you need to look at. And I think that because we want you guys to be critical thinkers, you need to see those things for themselves and you need to see your friends do drugs and you need to see how does that affect them? 
and it was interesting because I remember when I was in high school and seeing people for the first time really drinking, and I would go, wow, they are, they don't know how crazy they look, right? And I'm not saying I didn't like touch any alcohol or anything like that, but I would just tell you that you start to experience it and you say, wow, they are not the same person or they're making a fool of themselves. Yeah, I agree. So here's another question for you guys. What would be your dream family vacation? You have to take your parents. We have to go with you. And the reason I'm asking this question is because a lot of teenagers, they don't want to hang out with their parents, Mm -hmm. right? Would you agree? Like your friends Mm -hmm. are important, but what's a dream family vacation? How can some of the listeners out there that have teenagers that are like, "Mm, I really don't want to hang out with my parents, what kind of experiences can they create that you guys think other teenagers would have fun? Like, for example, we go on vacation, we bring games. They're not Mm -hmm. baby games. We're not playing Candyland, right? Mm -hmm. We played Secret Hitler, which is... Pretty crazy, and it got really heated, and that's a really fun game, by the way, guys. It can destroy your family, though. Mm-hmm. But what do you think other parents might need to know about taking their kids on vacation or wanting to hang out with them? Honestly, like, the best way to, like, trap them in is to, watch, <laughs> <laughs> to start watching, like, a series with them. Like, I think uh, when we started watching the morning show, yeah. like, we were all invested, mm-hmm. and because we were all invested, it brought us closer as a family. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not only were we closer, we all just wanted to keep going and keep watching, <laughs> so we just hung out a bunch more. So... For That's hours. a good one. Hours. Yeah. So I will say, just touching lastly on, like we talked about helicopter moms, there's helicopter dads too, right? But I think you guys would agree, like the one thing we want to equip you with, so that way you're good to go when you're an adult and you leave our house, we want you to be independent. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Like we haven't done a lot of things for you that you're capable of doing now. So I think that I want to talk to you really quick about helicopter parents. Helicopter parents that like kind of bulldoze through all of their kids' problems and go Mm -hmm. fight all their battles and like, yeah, like a lawnmower parent, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? Like what does that do for you as kids when you're not forced to advocate for yourself? You're not forced to stand Mm -hmm. up for yourself. Do you have any friends that are like that? Their parents, like, want to step in and intervene for everything. I do. I have quite a few friends like that. <laughs> and I'm not going to name anybody because, like, I just would say, like. Don't slip because we'll have to bleep again. They're, like, weak. <laughs> the children are weak. Yeah, uh-huh. because you don't know how to fight your own battles. Mm-hmm. And so when you're faced with a challenge in the real world, when you're 18 and adult, like, it's not going to, like, bode well for you. Because you don't know how to react in a situation mm-hmm. that's always been Handled by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like, like I see people at school and I'm like, I think it's just sometimes people need to learn the hard way Mm. because you'll just look at someone and be like, did you just not think that through? (laughs) It's just, I don't know. I feel like learning the hard way makes can make them realize Mm -hmm. what they need to do better. But if they never get to learn the hard way, then Mm. they're going to learn the real, real hard way (laughs) when they turn 18 and you're no longer there. I love that. Well, and we experience that all the time, especially when we manage and lead younger people. You can tell those people who have never gone through anything. They've never been rejected. They've never been Mm. told no. Mm -hmm. They've never had... You know, falling short. Yeah. In the, I you know. hire people still that their mom calls in sick for them sometimes. And oh, so now it's a rule. That's I'm not like, okay. <laughs> I need for you to tell your mom not, okay. not to ever call for you. Mm-hmm. Do you have the type of mom or dad that will call in sick for you? Because I won't tolerate that. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, no, no, my mom wouldn't do that. 
was pass along the message because this is your job. You're employed. You get the paycheck. You call in sick if you're sick, mm-hmm. right? And I think that what parents don't realize is when you don't allow your kids to learn things the hard way, first, it's selfish because you're only doing it to make you feel better, mm-hmm. right? It's to make you feel better about how they're feeling, right? And so if you're really trying to be a selfless parent, then you know that they're going to have to go through struggles. They're going to have to go through rejections. And that's the one thing I love about you guys going to a performing arts school is you have to deal with rejection quite often, right? You don't get the role you wanted. You don't get the part you wanted. All these things, you know you're going to get into the entertainment business that is filled with rejection, right? It's nothing but rejection until you get your big break, right? And so if you haven't built that endurance, that that ability to have that perseverance, then you're not ready for it. And I think Mm -hmm. that the world is filled with success, but before you get success, you're going to have to deal with the bumps and bruises of the journey to get there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even in, in our art school, when people are faced with rejection, you can tell that like they've been raised to never... Like mm-hmm. blame things on themselves or n- never take the blame for something right. or say, yeah, take responsibility. Because a lot of the times, like you'll see people like, oh, it's because they don't like me. The director doesn't like me. It's yeah. because them, blah, blah. And what do but you like, want to say to them? No, there it's is just no, not good. Yeah, there, there is like, there is no way to get better if you never take the fault. Mm. Like, we can just end it right there. That's right. A, that, drop the mic. Good That's job, what I'm Kayla. talking about. <laughs> Take responsibility. So really quick, tell me one quick thing from your childhood, most memorable moment. Do you oh, have no, one? no. Why? There are so many. Yeah, I there's don't, a lot. I can't even, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a funny question because you guys always ask us about this. Do you think our family has enough money? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel rich? Do you feel poor? I feel rich. <laughs> in love. <laughs> There is a lot of love in this family. Here's another question. There's nothing we're going without. That's right. So what do you think of when you see a homeless person? It makes me really sad. Yeah. Can you tell people why? Because some people are like, get a job, loser. Well, sometimes it's people with like special needs or you don't ever know somebody's story. Yeah. And it's really, when you think about it, like these are people, Mm -hmm. like people just like you and me, and they're sleeping on the street. Yeah. Like outside, could get mugged. Like there are so many risks and you don't really know anybody's story. So you can't really judge a person, like get a job. What if they can't get a job because they have special needs Mm or lots of things? Yeah. And like if you think about like the how many appliances you use daily, especially Mm -hmm. for females, like imagine not having any of that Mm -hmm. and just like sleeping on the street because – Like, there's nothing you can do at that point. It's just like, okay, just like let it all go. Mm -hmm. Like, make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we could move to a different neighborhood or a different part of town, where would you want to go? Your little bougie selves. A different neighborhood. Can we go out of state, out of country? I want to move to New Orleans or London. No, Washington, (laughs) D.C. I love Washington, D.C. Yeah, that was. Why do you love Washington, D.C.? Because it's like, you can go into the city, but also like go into the woods mm. and they're so beautiful and they have seasons. They have seasons. Yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> as we're here in a cabin and there's snow outside and we had a snow fight and all that stuff because mm-hmm. we're in California. But yeah, and some of us yeah. got threatened, but that's okay. Shut up. Get over it. So any final words from the Copeland sisters? No. Did you have fun? What I radio fun. station do you think this is? Ready? Go. 102.7. <laughs> Kiss FM. <laughs> that on the 
the same Wait, wavelength you, here. When is the last time you guys listened to the radio? I literally haven't listened to the radio. <laughs> yeah, like, like never. Oh my god, right. so funny. No shade to the radio. <laughs> no shade to the radio. Okay, sing your favorite Hamilton song on three. What? One, two, three. Uh, I I'm never to be satisfied. This is the same song on the same wavelength. Okay, your favorite song from In the Heights. One, two, three. Oh, um, uh, I was just about to say Sidian. <laughs> I like, oh, my mind blank. That was crazy. Oh my gosh. You were only... Oh, that what was did you good. say? All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you can listen to this episode with your teenage kids and maybe it'll spark some conversations that you need to have about not locking the doors yeah. and putting alarms on things. Mm-hmm. Jordan's making the helicopter sign. Mm-hmm. Don't be a helicopter parent. Don't be a lawnmower parent. What do you do if the kid's bad, though? We've talked about this before. I want to know, like, you guys. There's no turning okay. back. <laughs> Once Wait. your kid is, like, officially bad, then that's when you take away everything. And then, everything. then that's, that's when they need to learn. But And now the podcast gets good. Keep it going. But, you so know, the, the worst thing is, people... is to have a secretly bad kid. Right. Oh, what do you do? Well, you don't know. Uh, I don't. It's a secret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, do what do you do if your kid's bad? Like, you know your kid's disrespectful. You've seen people disrespect their parents. Honestly, like, it has a lot to do with what you take as a parent. Like, if I ever talked back to any of my parents, I'd, like, something would happen to we me. We all know Janelle's temper You, you wouldn't would go hear from me for a w- little bit. But I think that's also, like... I don't know. At one, at some point, I feel like, is there any turning back? Like, if your kid, you can't let your kids get away with talking back to you. Yeah, I think like, I would. No matter what. Yeah, I would start from day one. Like, start okay, like <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw out the kid you have now. Get another one. You no, need to start no, that's over. That's not what I mean. You just you start over with the same kid. So it's just like, all right, <laughs> you, you can't talk to me until you learn on? how to talk properly. And then the kid like, never talks to the parent. No, you take away everything that is ever important to them. Okay. Which means their phone, their ability to leave the house. Like, they yeah. will resent you, but thank you when they are older. <laughs> they will resent you, but... Resentment turns to thank you. But at some point, they will break. <laughs> it's going to bring me great joy when you guys have kids later just to watch you and how you interact with your kids and what things you'll tolerate and what things you'll do differently than us and what things you'll do the same. Mm -hmm. But I think you're going to be equally like as stern with them. I wouldn't say we're strict, but I think we're stern. Like you're not going to talk back to us, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to act like a little asshole. But But can I just say this? We don't talk to you guys that way. Right. Yeah. And I think that their parents talk to their kids a certain way. And then when the parent, when the kids get older, then all of a sudden they respond and start talking the same way their parents are talking. Like, Sometimes, like, my my friends will say, like, they've had, like, screaming fights with their parents, like, where their parents are, like, <laughs> yelling at them and they're yelling back. I don't think we've ever yelled at each other. Like, yeah. maybe we've gotten yelled at, like, mm, when we were, like, eight. <laughs> but at this age, we don't get yelled no. at because it just doesn't work. I think it hurts you more if I say, like, that was pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Disappointment is the worst feeling, <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Ugh. I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, but when you just yell, it's just like putting your emotion into it. Yeah. And so so then the teenager knows that you're affected. So the mm. teenager is like, uh, push her eh, let, me, <laughs> let me see how much farther I can yeah. go. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to stress good. them the hell out. Watch this. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you girls so much for being on the Push Podcast. Do you think you're going to come back? 
Um, Possibly. Oh, I, I thought this was Big Boy in the neighborhood. Well, I, I think I think we walked into the wrong room. Yeah, I think we'll get, bring you guys back because I think that you guys are the epitome of confidence. I love you, little ladies. You guys bring so much joy to my heart. And uh, shout out to Jasmine. She's at school. She had to go to school today, mm-hmm. so we miss her. But. I just want to tell you, as your father, I'm extremely proud of everything that you guys have accomplished, everything that you've done, like your thought process, how you see the world. I know that we're not done parenting you, but um, you guys have shared a lot with us. I have learned a lot from you guys. So I love you both. You're pretty great. We love you too. We love you. All right, you guys have a great day. Signing off from the Copeland family. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through